Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bedrock City Presents Uncanny Universe Podcast. And on this week's episode, we are talking about Star Wars Celebration. That's right. All other news will be foregone in lieu of Star Wars Celebration. It was just this past weekend in the UK, and we're going to talk about it. And we have a special guest. We're going to go ahead and get things going. Hey, everyone. This is Dylan. And this is Hyde. And I'm Michael. That's right. Hyde's back. Hyde's back. I think last time we had you on was for the Doctor Strange, or did we have you back? Have we had you since then? No, multi- Multiverse Madness was yep, the last that's time. It, we that's it. That's it. That was a fun one. Okay, cool. Nice. Well, Hyde uh, is our one of our many resident Star Wars super fans here, but he also uh, saw the Mario movie. So, you know, we're going to be talking about that too. So we are going to be reviewing the Mario movie at the end of the podcast. Um, as you see in the episode graphic, I'm sure, or the episode title, honestly. <laughs> um, but as always, I will give you the spoiler warning up on top that we are going to spoil the Super Mario film. Um, there's not a ton to spoil, but we will we will ruin it for you. Um, but I, I think we, we're actually going to spoil some Star Wars stuff here. Oh too. yeah, you know what? You know what? That is true. Um, if you don't if you don't want to know about what's going to happen in Star Wars or has ever happened in Star Wars, maybe this isn't the show for you. Um, but before we get into that, we're going to do our picks of the week. I am picking World Tree, um, but spelled in Leet speak, like the 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 O is a is a zero and the E's are threes. Uh, by James Tinian the fourth. Uh, it's a 90s, early 2000s hacker book, and it looks really good. It has some really awesome uh, Fernando Blanco art. Looks really good. Nice. Bunch of covers, too. Are they hacking the Gibson? Oh, always. You have to. That's what they did at the time. I'm picking Guardians of the Galaxy 1. Um, it's a new launch by uh, written by Jackson Lansing and Colin Kelly with art by Kev Walker. It seems kind of like a Western-inspired uh, stranded on a I don't know, desert planet kind of thing. I'm not sure what's happening, but it's got the movie cast and it's clearly like, hey, check out these characters before the movie comes out. You know, how they do that I was going to say, Dylan, is there is there a Guardians film coming out anytime soon that would necessitate it? I think there is. Oh, and right. the team happens to be Star-Lord, Gamora, Drax, Mantis, and Nebula. Oh, that's how know, interesting. Crazy. But Weird. Uh, it looks pretty good. I'm excited to read it. It does actually look pretty good. What about you, Hyde? Uh, my pick of the week is Star Wars The High Republic number 8, uh, mm-hmm. written by Kevin Scott and art by David Messina, who this is actually, he's taking over for Ario and Deddy. Um, there's a reason why I picked this book, uh, outside of the fact that everyone should be reading the High Republic Star Wars content, because mm-hmm. that is some of the best piece of Star Wars literature written since Heir to the Empire. Mm, I thought about it. <laughs> It's good, honestly. Like, uh, I haven't caught up with this new one, but um, just the whole vibe in general of High Republic is really cool. Um, it's nice to have something new and different in Star Wars. So, and it's you know, even even with things that you know, certain characters are still around at this point that you you've seen in the movies. It's it's not related to the Skywalkers, and it's so nice when you watch it's, other people mess up the galaxy. It's really nice. <laughs> but anyway. Let's let's get into the news. So we're going to talk. Our news is going to be about Star Wars Celebration um, in two different segments. Um, I'm going to throw it uh, to Dylan and Hyde to take it away. Okay, Hyde's going to be able to be. He's going to be the one to like explain everything. I feel like yeah, Hyde's Hyde's okay. a conduit to big Star Wars super fandom. Because if you're if you're new to the show and you don't remember, Dylan and I like Star Wars. I like Star Wars more than Dylan. Um, and I've been a longer life term lifelong fan. However, it's, you know, then there's a whole nother level of Star Wars fan, like your, your Matt's, your Monica's, your Hyde's, 
uh, people, all of people who have hosted the show before. So um, that's why we got we got Hyde back to uh, talk to Star Wars. They they yeah. enjoy Star Wars. I live Star Wars. That is true. That is true. It, it definitely goes Hyde, Michael, me. Yeah. Someone at Bedrock was telling me like, oh, well, since you don't know anything about Star Wars. And I was like, I feel like I know a normal amount about Star Wars. And then they were like, well, you don't know as much as Hyde does. And I'm like, well, that's well, that's an not abnormal a normal amount. Yeah, that's yeah, that's not. Fantastic. No, I think D- no. Dylan. I would say like if in a if you went to a Star Wars trivia night at some random pub or something, you'd do fine. Is you know I, what I mean? As long as I, yeah, as long as I'm not writing the questions. Right, as, as long as it's not like goofy <laughs> EU crap that hides your writing. What is a Salacious Crumbs' night? middle initial? God, it's B. By the way, yeah. Well, uh anyway as, anyway as <laughs> let's 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 talk about okay, this news so this segment is just the movies we're gonna do yes, movies and then shows we're breaking it up yeah we're breaking it up like that so i don't know what order they were revealed in but i'm just gonna go in order we're just gonna go off. here yeah the first one is the james mangold movie which um said it's it untitled on right the new, on the yeah i think they're all untitled right yeah all all are officially untitled but we know what era they will take place in okay yeah so we've got directors eras and like loose plots every once in a while but not really um it'll focus on the new republic and he said it will close out the interconnected stories told from mandalorian book of boba fett and ahsoka so it's kind of gonna i guess i read that as it being like a finale to those kind of i i think the way the way it was pitched is it will end the interconnected story for them but john favreau has clearly said that they will continue doing mandalorian as long as they can keep coming up with stories for it um there is a big kind of plot thread that is going to be revealed in this week's episode uh that i am really excited about i i will preface that i have not enjoyed the season of the mandalorian at all but this uh the leaks that i've seen i've been really excited about interesting okay yeah i finally caught up i i kind of get what you're saying but um it's like one of the weaker ones but i like the idea like I wonder how accessible that'll be to everyone if it's like uh, yeah, a culmination right. of three TV shows. So is is it and it's a theatrically theatrically released film? Yeah, is the is the intent at this point? I think it's going to end up being both because they did mention it that they did have a heavy Disney plus. Obviously, since they're all Disney plus shows, yeah. But I think they'll they'll end up like small theatrical release for the short period of time, and then they'll be fully on Disney plus. Um, I I do agree with you, Dylan, because you're not only going to have the Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, Ahsoka, Skeleton Crew, you're also going to have four seasons of Star Wars Rebels that kind of correlate into this as well. Um, And when we talk a little bit more about the TV shows in a little bit, uh, there are hints, obviously, to what they're going to be going towards. Hmm, interesting. I feel Um, like James Mangold is really good, though. I feel like he might be able to pull it off, you know? So he... so. Dave Filoni is actually doing the Disney Plus one, the one we're talking oh. about right now. Oh, uh, James Mangold's doing the Dawn of the Jedi. Yeah, James James Beth. Mangold is going to do a the way they described it is a kind of pseudo biblical tale of the earliest Jedi. Um, so you're going to Dawn be, of the Jedi type stuff, like the old yes, novel. you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna look exactly we'll look at like all of what Tim Levin wrote in the. Uh, are, are they going to come in know, with the with the old with the old pronunciations too? Like the, with the old I spelling, hope, the Jedi. I hope, I hope so. Come on, <laughs> too much. Oh, uh, um, but only know, the real ones people, know exactly. 
um, they've made correlations and people have looked at the timeline that they revealed and they're like, hey, look, that looks like that one thing in episode eight and on Octo. Hmm. And you're like, okay. Um, so I'm excited about that. You'll, it's going to be 25,000 years before The Phantom Menace. Wow. Okay. Um, so then, yeah, that's going to be with the Jedi. That's J E apostrophe D A I I order, not to be confused with the modern day Jedi order, although they do become. It's <laughs> yeah. how you know Are they're people old. People hype for that? Uh, it's yes, because it's kind of like what we were talking about with the High Republic era. It's, it's a new. It's different. It's different. It's a new point that's never been explored before. And it's going to be a very origin heavy is not the right word, but you're going to kind of foundational. So you're going to get a lot of like yeah. building blocks of what the modern stuff is, is coming from. Right. Um, and I think um, to Hyde's point, I think what you're going to get is it's, it's so it, it's, it's the building blocks, but it's, so it's a prequel, but in name only because it's so far in the, in the past, it's, was it 25,000 years, something you said yeah 25,000 like, years so that's a new, that's a new movie that's a like the time is irrelevant that's just a whole new story at this point so yeah. like you, you're not going to like Yoda's not going to show up probably um you know th that that's not going to happen you're not going to get the 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 weird threads to the Skywalker stuff it's going to be its own uh you don't know that maybe well, Yoda's that grandfather is true. will show up or something i mean yeah you know they Yaddle will be there all all we know we get the eternal emperor again and that's goodness <laughs> Uh, Please no. Or they'll introduce time travel, and it'll like it'll have like a time traveling Luke or something. <laughs> they, they already introduced time travel. We'll talk about oh. that later. Okay. Okay. Um, the <laughs> last one. We have to get to the last movie. Wait. Wait. Before we go, hi. Has there ever been a Star Wars celebration movie announcement that hasn't been made? Because there's been there's a plethora of Star Wars movies that have been announced via trades like Deadline and stuff that obviously didn't so, go ahead. Most of them, I would say. But do they ever make it to celebration and not get made? No. No, there anything that we've seen through uh I guess that Disney shareholders meeting a couple of years back where they were talking about different movies and TV show properties, they've never if it makes it to celebration at this point, it is in the works. I would I would say they they were either they're past the script phase and they're starting casting, or they've casted and they're gonna start filming or pre-production soon. Um it's not like San Diego in a weird way. Um because how sure they have to be to to even bring the directors on stage is kind of a big thing. You know, you looked at something. Uh, we don't actually know specifically what uh, uh, Damon Lindoff's movie was, but there was no mention that any of these directors took over that movie. Interesting. As you um, were answering, I did think of the Patty Jenkins. The yeah. So there's one and, at least, I guess. But that that was never introduced at Celebration. Yeah, but it was at like D twenty three or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that was that was the Disney shareholders because by the time like D twenty three went around. I feel like it would they be brought in bad it on stage faith. and everything. I, yes, that's true. They did add that video. So, so I think D Dylan's question is: Is there a chance that these movies don't get made? Because that is that's what I'm trying much, to figure out. A yeah. much more realistic threat these days. Um, I, I think it is, but I think 
and I, I hate to be that kind of like speculative about it, but I think that they need to get these movies done. Other there, otherwise there are real. going to be people that won't have their jobs high up at Lucasfilms anymore. And otherwise they're just going to, if the, if, the, if these movies don't get made or don't get made, like they say they're going to get made, um, Star Wars is going to become the streaming property, which is fine because their streaming properties have been the most well-received things they've done in a long time. So, yeah. and, I mean, and, I and I like mostly, I mean, I like the first two of the sequel trilogy, you know, like, yeah, like, um, I mean, realistically, the Dave Filoni movies happening. Oh, absolutely. That's, that's, that one that's is, happening. That's the biggest, um, that's the easiest one to do. What did we I, even I, talk about the third one? We have no. not yet. Go, okay, let me get to it. So the third one is what I'm most excited about. It's directed by um, Shermin Obeid Chimoy. She's a from his uh, Oscar-winning. Um, yeah, she she won a couple Oscars for uh, documentaries, and then she directed an episode of Miss Marvel. Nice. Um, but she's going to do a movie um, set after Rise of Skywalker, so it's our first Star Wars sequel. Okay. <laughs> and um, it's going to bring back Daisy Ridley as Rey. It says as she builds the New Jedi Order, whatever that means. And well, I knows I've been asking for this novels. movie. This, specific yes. movie for a long time so i'm particularly happy about this so I, i'm sure the answer is we don't know but hi do you know is this actually like i know they're calling it the njo but like is this is it the same pl plot line as the old njo because i like that crap i don't know because yeah that's i you know we were talking dill and i were talking about it when they announced the movie i'm like i don't are they gonna bring back the yuzong vong like let's I would go that i would 100 be excited for that it, it's a nihilist it's star wars is a nihilist yeah okay I would be 100% down for that. Do we think Ray, this will be like a Ray centered story or she'll just kind of be like a mentor in it? A featured like, player. I think she's going to be a featured player. My my biggest thing with this is we're, we're obviously setting this 15 years after the events of Rise of Skywalker. Um, by the time the movie probably gets out, it'll probably be, let's see, Rise of Skywalker is five years old now. So maybe six to eight years old between those two movies. You're not going to have the same love, I don't think, for the sequel movies like you did for the Clone Wars era that we've seen over the most recent years. I will, and that's <laughs> my fear about that going forward. I'm just I don't know. I feel like people. Phone. I feel like people have softened. I feel like there's a pattern with Star Wars hate where like they'll hate it, and then time will like heal, and they'll like be like, oh, actually, it wasn't that bad. We kind of kind of well, no, because that. there has to be there has to be something worse to come out that everyone universally hates again, right? True. So it and that that's kind of the thing because everyone hated the prequels, but then the sequels came out and the people were like, "Oh, the prequels!" Ooh, I like the prequels, dead. right? Yeah, <laughs> isn't isn't Jar Jar great? Is the yeah. consensus in the Star Wars community that this is like something to look forward to, or like ew, a Ray movie? Look, I think that the real Star Wars fans, your Hides, your Mats, your Monicas, are hyped about all of this. Yes, oh, because it's new Star Wars. Like and but I mean like the way Marvel fan quote some Marvel fans hate Captain Marvel, like there's always the thing to hate. Like are people well, hating on this or is it generally like universally accepted? I, I will I will, I'll preface this by most of the Star Wars groups that I'm on do pretty well at blocking out the hate on a lot of stuff. So I don't personally ever get to see that kind of stuff. Um I was actually talking about that with Victoria for different celebration groups and stuff. You don't really get to see a lot of that because it's it's censored very much to the point like there are people that are like, ah, oh, I'm a little hesitant about it. I'll wait and see. But no one's ever just like, ah, oh, it's Ray Boo right. on any of the groups that I'm a part of. Now, you look at Star Wars YouTube. That's a oh, whole different that, animal. That place is a and, mess. That's so funny and, you say that because I to answer my question, I just Googled Star Wars Ray filtered by this week. And it's like exactly what you would expect it to be. 
Yeah. Yeah. Right. Bad Photoshop images of Ray being pregnant with Kylo's force. Yes. Or whatever. Yes. Yeah. So there's a lot of pregnant Ray or her yelling see. probably. Yeah. 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 Gross. Um, do we have anything Either else way. we want to bring up about these movies? Because, I mean, I'm excited. I don't know when... Do we have... Wait, do we have release windows for these? Did we talk we about have that? no release windows okay. whatsoever. I would assume the first release window will happen in 2025. Yeah. I'm I'm happy about that. They should know better than to give us a release window. Yeah, I agree. Yes. I agree. All right. Well, let's hear about that live sale. I bet you didn't know that we host a weekly live streaming comic sale. Dust off your old Facebook account or borrow your grandma's login. Join us every Wednesday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Central. Bedrock City is the only verified blue check comic store on Facebook, meaning we're better than everyone else. It also means that we're trusted to bring you brand new quality key issues, comic bundles, variants, and more every week at super affordable prices. Even if you've already spent all your money on Fortnite skins like me, you can still join just to hang out and chat comics with Kevin Austin and me. For all the details not covered here, or if your auditory processing disorder didn't allow you to comprehend anything I just said, head over to bedrockcity.com slash live to read all the details. Hashtag ad. And we are back, and we are going to talk about all the Star Wars TV uh, and adjacent news. So uh, <laughs> let's let's take it away, Dylan. All right, so I'm just kind of have like go through a list it's, of things yeah, that they announced. It, it is, it's basically a list, you know? In no but particular a, order. There's a lot of stuff to get through. But the biggest one, I think, is the first trailer, the first full trailer for Ahsoka and a release date window for August. No specific date, right, Hyde? Just August. No specific date. It'll just be August. We'll probably have a full date uh, whenever Secret Invasion kind of gets close to being done. Maybe we'll get something by the time Mandalorian's done in the next couple of weeks. Um, but, okay. you know, how Disney Plus has been, they don't really like giving hard release dates either on that. Makes right. sense. Uh, um, so oh, I'm the excited for this. Trailer was uh, good. The trailer is great. I l- watched the trailer and thought I'm going to have to buy 19 hot toys from the series. Yeah. Yeah, I <laughs> um, thought the trailer was really strong. Um, if they was... make them. Well, yeah. It's a lot of female characters. You know, hot toys so, isn't always. So, so funny thing. <laughs> so, so I watched these trailers uh, with Lori. Uh, today yeah, um, yeah. on the TV and we watched Ahsoka first and I wanted to get her take on all of these trailers and she's like I said what do you think she says well that looks really good but I imagine it's gonna get a lot of hate because it seems to be mostly about women so that was my reaction too yeah like, boy, boy, there's major a lot of... player that they showed was a woman yeah I mean and every major hero from that this time period right now is a woman right now too so you know what Star Wars fans enjoy it otherwise yeah. suck it up Yep. Find another, I'm worried another for fandom. it. Yeah, me too. I, mean, I feel that I feel the same way about it. Like I do the Marvels coming out. I'm like, I hope this is not like they're not like bullied off of social media and this is like really poorly received. But it seems to be set up for success because people have such fond fond memories of the characters already and like built in goodwill. You know, there there is that. There is you're gonna have a little bit. I think you'll you'll start seeing some kind of like hard comparisons for like Hera and Sabine because it's not the same actresses playing them from from Rebels. It's mm-hmm. you know Mary Elizabeth Winstead is playing Hera. Um I'm drawing a blank on Sabine's actress's name. Uh, I think it's Natalia. Uh, but both of them will have some shoes to fill to prove that they can be in those roles. And obviously you don't have to have 
Chopper's going to be the highlight of this. <laughs> He's going to be everyone's favorite little murder bot. Um, but what's interesting is kind of the overarching story and some of the scenes we've seen in the trailer. Um, we see two new... They're called a Sith Assassin and a Sith Warrior, or Sith, Sith Swordsman. Um, their names are Skull and Hati. Um, okay. And if you know your Norse mythologies, they're the wolves that chase the sun and the moon, and Dave Filoni loves wolves. Um, but there is several rumors regarding around them. Either they're a father-daughter Sith team, or they are Jedi Master and Apprentice that escaped Order 66 and are now working for the big bad of the overarching story, which I'm really excited to see because I did not expect to see this one in the trailer was the appearance of Thrawn showing up. Yeah, that had to take everyone by surprise, for sure. Um, now, I knew, knew that because people coming. had already mentioned it to me, but like, I know, but like seeing him in the first trailer, um, it's it's very exciting. And they actually showed, I think, like seven minutes of one of the episodes or like seven minutes of clips at Celebration and seeing him like even in grainy, full blue, the piercing red eyes, yep. it looks fantastic. And I'm really excited about that. And so obviously that's what is the setup for the Dave Filoni movie we're seeing will probably be heir to the Empire. Or at okay, least they're, that would they're like sense. Mandalorian version of it. Um, because there is some stuff that will actually kind of tie into that in this week's Mandalorian episode. Interesting. Um, the other kind of interesting thing is, is we see uh, Ahsoka fighting Ray Stevenson's character, which is Skull, uh, in kind of like a weird universal dome look to it. Um, that's actually a callback to Rebels, and it is what's called the World Between Worlds. And so, Dylan, when we were talking about time travel in Star Wars, there it is right there. Because that was their way of like, hey, you can see, you can't, if you change things, it changes the past and the future. But this is like their focal point to see all through time and space. So you can mm. only see it, you can't like travel? or you you can You can travel, but the idea of the force is not to let you interact with it um but we've also seen that that is not entirely true through rebels as well um i would definitely check mm. out those episodes uh in season three of rebels it's uh, the world between worlds written by dave filoni and it ties into the living force as well um, I keep wanting. I, I keep. Everyone tells me I need to watch Rebels because I haven't watched Rebels or Clone Wars. So, um, I watched season I mean, one I, of Rebels. Season one definitely feels like a kids' show for of Rebels, course. and then by season two and on, I mean you're getting Thrawn, you're getting Darth Maul, you're getting Vader, you're getting the Emperor, you're getting more adult problems for them. Okay, um, and so it definitely improves with each season I, I season four is just the highlight because then you start going into rogue one territory as well hmm. uh, i'm excited for ahsoka there's some things that i'm a little skeptical about um just from leaks but based on the leaks it doesn't look like some of those things will be entirely true but we'll have to find out and see 
Yeah, you That's never know exciting. how things are going to play out. But this is the one I've been most excited for since it was announced like oh, absolutely. a couple of years ago. I feel like it's been forever at this point. Um, yes. But I'm just excited to see like a continuation of a character whose fate we don't know, you know, or I don't. I'm sure I don't know, maybe some people could speculate, but it, uh, the, it, it seems is, really fresh. It is. It is pure it speculation does. based on some things in Rise of Skywalker. But yes. They've, Plus we get we get undecided. cool Jedi stuff, which I feel like I didn't really get in Obi Wan, you know. So it's like I'm sure. Th- I mean, there was, but that was all like predestined. Everything that happened in that show. So like, it seems like even fresher to me. I'm excited for it. Oh yeah, I I would agree with that as well. Absolutely. Uh, okay, the next thing we got was a, a v- Star Wars Visions Volume Two trailer. Uh, yes, I am excited for this one too. <laughs> it comes out May fourth. Um, you have to say May the fourth, Dylan. May, May, the, May 4th. the fourth. Sorry, it right. Come on. What show are you on? Come on. Um, it uh, it looked it looked really pretty. Uh, that's all I can really say about it because I didn't know who anyone was, but I thought it looked really cool. That's been the nice thing about Visions is one is highlighting international animation studios, things that most American audiences won't go out of their way to go watch if it's not a big named property. Um, right. The other thing is, while it may feature some char- characters that are in Star Wars canon, none of these are canon to the Star Wars universe, which is a little sad because there are some really good stories out of the first series that I like. Twins? Uh, go away. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, what's nice about it is they they do pull from it. So like uh, Dennis Lawson, who plays Wedge Antilles, is actually going to be in the... Uh, Michael, you may have to... Uh, Give me the name on this one. The studio that does Wallace and Gromit. Oh, oh, uh, Art Ardman, Var- Ardmans, yeah, Ar- yeah. Some are Ardmans or something. Yeah, like something that. like yeah. that. They they are doing one that he's going to be playing Wedge and Tilly's again in that. So it is. It's cool that they're going to kind of pull from that. But Ardman, you know, there's that was correct. Ardman. There's uh-huh. studios from England. There's studios from India, South Korea, Zimbabwe. That's so cool. That yeah, it's. That's very exciting. And like I said, you know, it's unfortunate that some of this stuff isn't, um, you know, in canon. But honestly, like, that's fine. Let's. That means they can do whatever they want. Exactly. Yes, they they're get, not they tied to. The, like the twins. Right. They're uh, not tied to some goofy uh, continuity. And, you know, I liked volume one, but I think I like the diversity and terms of the animation studios. While everything from volume one was all Studio Trigger, uh, there were a couple other uh not guy max um the guys that are doing chainsaw man i'm drawing a blank on it now mappa okay um it it was all japanese in-house studios so to see this more as a global scale really kind of hits on that aspect that they are pushing with star wars is for everyone that's cool that's awesome yeah um the trailer was cool definitely very cool yeah it's worth it just for the visuals absolutely oh very much so um, the next one we got is a, I don't think we got a trailer, but a Tales of the Jedi season two announcement. Yeah, we Were did we not get a trailer. That? Um, yes, more or less. So, I mean, it's, it's Dave Filoni in animation and it's ways for him to highlight all the Jedi that never got highlighted in the movies with more backstory and more development. You know, season one, we saw. Uh, Mace Windu, Qui-Gon Jinn, Count Dooku, 
Yaddle, uh, and Ahsoka all pre-Clone Wars, which is something that we don't really get to know, and especially Yaddle, since we don't see her after Episode 2. Um, I fully expect a Keandi Mundi, Plo Koon, Depa Palaba, uh, Addy Gallia, that kind of thing. So it, it's nice to kind of be able to expand their stories more now that the old legend stuff isn't in canon anymore. Yariel Poof? Yariel Poof, that's right. My man. Just watch that head waving side to side every yeah. single time. He's, Actually, he's great. He, he's in the High Republic too. Is is he? Every time he's mentioned, I'm sitting there reading and I'm just waving my head back and forth. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> I love that. Uh, and actually, I'm a. there's not much to talk about Tales of the Jedi Season 2, but I'm going to segue the High Republic there to the Young Jedi Adventures, which was a trailer we got today on the final day, which is Monday of Celebration. Um, What's that? This one is a like Disney, like little, little kids Star Wars show set in the High Republic. Um, that's perfect. With uh, the only character that's new or that's from original canon is uh, Yoda. He is training a new class of Padawans uh, with the first Ewok Jedi named Nubs. And he, <laughs> Fantastic. he is going to be the one toy every kid wants. What makes me really excited about this is we actually get to finally visually see all this High Republic stuff that I've been reading, or if y'all have been reading, if you're reading any of it, um, we get to see the Star Wars, the vectors that they fly. We get to see all the creatures they've been fighting. And so there's a lot of, even with it being targeted at like a two to seven age, I'm going to watch that on May the 4th <laughs> when that drops as well. And I will yeah, be I watched walking I around. Groot, with, so I get it. Yeah, I'm 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 gonna be walking around with my nubs backpack. Oh god. <laughs> hey, look, I mean, I'm I'm a trendsetter back in high school when we played the Star Wars TTRPG, the uh old one. Um mm-hmm. I, I played a force sensitive Ewok. Oh, it's it's great. It's, He's it's like a little blue notch. Ewok. It's it's great. I love it. It's cute. To illustrate uh, what a noob I am when I saw the poster for this, because I saw the poster a while ago, or like a couple correct. weeks ago. I sent it to hide. It was just Yoda and Padawans, and I was like, "Damn, is this about the kids that get slaughtered?" But oof, I guess it's High Republic. But it wasn't it like been. super clear to, to to like a noob for me. It wasn't like super clear based on the poster. But I don't know. It's fine. It's it. It wouldn't be clear unless you know what the costuming looks like. And I think that no matter what, because it's targeted to a two to seven. They don't really need to know this era because this era is like the Game of Thrones for Star Wars right now. And Kevin Scott's been George R. R. Martin and has killed all the characters that I love. Um, <laughs> but that'd be a cool I series like... finale, though. Just saying. <laughs> just kill them all. Just yeah. end it. It just all oh. of a sudden Anakin shows up. Oh, all, God, like it, it becomes TVMA for that one episode. That that was traumatizing watching Clone Wars and they introduced you to all these Padawans like right before Order sixty six and you're like oh oh no oh <laughs> no like you first you see your first Wookiee Jedi on there and you're like oh no <laughs> Gungi's okay. gonna die we got some more to get to yes um Hyde what can you you tell us about the Acolyte trailer that they showed in person cool let's let's keep going with the High Republic trend okay. Um, so this is the tail end of the High Republic era uh, as Star Wars Acolytes. I don't love the description they gave it um, because it's such a weird combination. 
it is being directed by the director and creator of the Russian Doll series. Uh, and we'll star Rebecca Henderson, Daphne Keene. Uh, I'm drawing a blank on the actress's name, but she was Rue in The Hunger Games and one of the lead actors from Squid Games. Amantla Stenberg? Yes, thank you. Um, this is the height of the Jedi and the emergence of the Sith before the Phantom Menace. Um, so mm. we are going to be seeing Jedi that are much more filled with hubris and a lot more close-minded about the dangers that are out there in the galaxy as we see the Sith slowly rise and infiltrate into power. Um, they pitch this as Frozen meets Kill Bill. <laughs> okay you know what all right which i don't i don't really see that correlation the uh footage they showed is very matrix-esque i i was really it's a lot of force movements it's a lot of force combat um and i'm really excited about that and they're really leaning into the alien aspect of it all so you're not going to see a lot of human characters in this one um you're we're gonna get our first Wookiee Jedi, which I'm really excited about. We'll get to see him live on screen. And then as a nice correlation to tie in with the novels and the comics, uh Rebecca Henderson's actually playing a character called Vernestra Rowe, who first shows up in uh the Star Wars High Republic book Test of Courage. She plays a Mary Allen. It's she looks a little off to me, but I Kind of only caught grainy footage, but I'm excited to see her in live action. The show has a director that I really like. Um, Probably just doing one, but I don't know. But his name is Kogonada, and he did After Yang and Columbus. And he does like typically like ASMR sci-fi is the best way I would describe it. So I feel (laughs) like like we're going to get at least a pretty episode. I don't know what to expect, but he's going to be really good. I I would. uh, My hope is that we get Andor level writing. With this because of what the content is. Okay. Speaking of, they showed some footage of that. They did show some footage. Uh, This was actually the only footage I have never been able to find leaked. Um, I'm really excited for season two of this. I know we know where this is going for this character. But season one is probably the best Star Wars has ever been written. Period. Wow. High praise. Uh, It is. I mean, it's... And I think it's one of... For me, for last year, it's one of the top shows of last year. If you haven't watched it, watch it because it's such a good thriller kind of spy heist show. Um, I need to watch it. And Andy Serkis does a fantastic job in this as well. Um, Everyone is just fantastic. It... You could watch it, and if they took out all the Star Wars elements, it still would be a good sci-fi show. Um, okay. The Star Wars just adds to it. It's not... I've only their... heard good things. Yeah, it's... And I think that's... And I'll, I'll go back to my point of I don't love The Mandalorian this season because I think I was spoiled by Andor. To know that we can get writing that well and that good for a show especially for a character that you know his fate already but you're still kind of concerned about the situations he gets himself in true so 
I'll uh, check it I'm out. I'm excited for season two. All right. We got, um, they also showed like a skeleton crew trailer, I guess. Not yes. online, but just in person. This one Correct. I'm very excited for. The Daniels are directing That's one right. episode. And Bryce Dallas Howard. other direct- They revealed the full slate of directors as well, right? Correct. Yeah, this one is being uh, produced by John Watts of Spider-Man trilogy fame. Eh. Uh, it will feature Jude Law mm. in a Goonies Amblin style Star Wars show. Hmm. Um, I, I don't what really, era is it in? Yeah, I don't really relate to that. It is in during the Mandalorian time frame. <laughs> so my you, level is low. I I I also agree with y'all on that. I'm not overly excited about it. Um, it sounds like they were trying to capitalize a little bit on the Stranger Things hype, and they've already missed that mark, in my opinion. Um, they will be introducing some new concepts based on some of the leaks I've read of what the wider galaxy looks like. Um, spoilers: Jude Law is playing a Jedi because why not? There's a million of them now running around, right? Um, but he's going to be kind of playing the same kind of Jedi that like career Jindo was playing in uh, Fallen Order. So he's kind of more reclused into himself. And it looks like it's definitely going to be more of a treasure hunting kind of Star Wars show. Um, we do see clips of one of the pirates from the Mandalorian in this show as well. So they are tying it in loosely with that. It also has an episode by David Lowry, who directed um, the Green Knight, Michael. So really, we'll get, a, we'll get a pretty episode in this one too. The Daniels and David Lowry. I mean, okay. The only thing that gets me hyped about this show is the directors. They're shooting they, for they goodness. They just poached. Yeah. They just post poached mo- much of the A twenty four directors at the point. Seems like it. And you know and what? Jake Schreier, who's doing the Thunderbolts yeah. movie. That's okay. Interesting. Hmm. Um, they announced that the Bad Batch is ending with the third season. Yep, and that one is also didn't get to see much footage on that one. They've left with some cliffhangers about uh, cloning in the time of the Empire, which is something that wasn't really overly discussed in either canon or legends in the past, so it's nice to kind of see that, um, especially after the gut-wrenching heartstring pull that they did on Season 2. There is a lot of imagery, once again, in there from Season 1 and 2 that is very reminiscent of Heir to the Empire um, and uh, The Last Command and all that kind of Timothy Zahn, Heir of Thrawn stuff, which I'm still... I've enjoyed Bad Batch, maybe not to the full extent that I probably have enjoyed some of the other Star Wars content, but I like the characters mm-hmm. enough I still bought the Lego sets. Okay. <laughs> um they also said that the Lando show is still happening but gave no real updates on it that I could Yeah. See. Um GQ did an interview with uh Donald Glover and he has actively stated that he can't talk too much about it, but they are still talking about a Lando show, but he wants it mm-hmm. to not be a waste of his time. And so they're, I think they're really working for that. And I, I'm more for it. You know, don't do something if you don't feel like you're going to, it's going to live up to what you want it to Absolutely. be. Um, yeah. And, and he, as much as I was, like him in that role, I don't know if I need that necessarily, but like he did, he, you know, but I would, enjoy, I would enjoy it. It doesn't matter. I, 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 would, I would too. Say, I would too. I would, en- I would enjoy that. And it's, you know, if he gets to work with Ludwig again uh, on some kind of musical score for it, that'd be fantastic. Absolutely. Um, I'd like to know if maybe they followed up on Solo. Was that a possibility, the story of that, or no? 
So you're for for those of you that are wondering about what happens after Solo, uh, there's a three part event series in the Star Wars comic right now going on. Started with War of the Bounty Hunters, and then you have uh, Crimson Rain, and then you have um, uh, Hidden Empire. So those three are the Kira trilogy uh, that tells oh. you what happens with her after Solo. Then they're not outside. Make them- a movie or so. <laughs> no, it most of that stuff will all be probably in book form at this point. Okay. Bomb, bomb. Um yeah, EK e. Johnson is actually writing a book that ties into Kira's life after the events of Solo before she becomes the head of Crimson Dawn. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um okay, uh this Taika Waititi said they they're still working on that trilogy. We'll see. Yeah. And then there was a trailer, I guess a final trailer, I don't know, for Jedi uh survivor the yes. fallen order sequel uh once again another high republic uh character shows up in this uh we see him getting force pushed by a character in golden white robes anytime you see a character in golden white robes just assume at this point it's the high republic making its way into the main star wars universe outside what of the do these games take place in this one so this is why it's weird because this one takes place uh Right before, maybe five years before Rogue One, based on when the like book timeline lines up with everything. So this is someone who can just live a long time or something. We don't know. Um, they had mm. that first te- teaser back in uh, 2022 for the game, where it showed someone in a stasis back to tank, and that's where a lot of mm. things are being pulled from. So I. And taking the weekend that game comes out <laughs> off, and I will report God. back to you. Um, is exactly it Brie Larson's character? It is not Brie Larson's character. I can I can tell you from the High Republic panel that that is not going to be Brie Larson's panel or character. Dang. Interesting. Well, well, that's all this TV show stuff I have. Okay. Was there yeah. anything else we wanted to that we missed from Celebration that's important to get to? Um, Andy looks I'm, cool. It, the Andy, Andy trailer Andy came out, look, and it's it, fine. Poor music choice, but I liked it. Um, yeah, the music choice was uh, not great. Um, I will say, and I'm gonna I'm gonna keep pushing this. Read the High Republic because that is that is going to be the era I think is going to be most explored so far over the next few years. Uh, they released a full schedule of all the books and comics and everything coming out for the High Republic through 2025, and it is. I'm so excited about this. I it's yes, all of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we got a lot out of this uh celebration this time. So yeah, comparatively, there was a lot more. Uh obviously for those of us that normally go, we're kind of bummed. That it was in the uh, UK. <laughs> that it was in the UK. Next one in 2025 is in Japan. Uh um, so you're gonna go? You uh you best believe I've already texted David. <laughs> hey, I need 2025. Yeah. And and what makes it even better is it was actually gonna we were gonna do that for our honeymoon, so we just pushed our honeymoon oh, back. Perfect. <laughs> nice. Perfect. Well, um, I guess that does it for that. And let's hear about these tabletop events. Now it's time to give you the rundown on all of the awesome upcoming tabletop events for the month of July. All exact dates and formats can be found on our Discord server. Kicking it off with Keyforge. We run two events a month at our Clear Lake location from 7pm till around 9. Keyforge is the perfect game for casual and hardcore card game players. 
we also love our role-playing games. Once a month at our Clear Lake store, we host an in-store one-shot RPG for players of all skill levels. Players don't need to bring anything. All play materials, dice, pencils, and character sheets will be provided. There is no entry fee. However, we do ask that you make a purchase of any size from the gaming department on the day of the event. Seats are very limited, and sign-ups are only open for about three weeks before the event. And of course, I can't forget about Paint Club. Every month we get together and paint some tabletop RPG miniatures. These events are for painters of all skill levels, including none. These events occur at our Katy and Clear Lake locations. We'll see you at the game tables. And we are back, and we are going to talk about the Super Mario Brothers movie. Um, full spoilers, we will be spoiling the film. Um, you have been <laughs> warned if you're still here. It is a children's movie. There's not that much to spoil, but there is a post-credits that we'll probably mention. So, um, anyway, there we go. Um, so, Super Mario Brothers movie. Mar- uh, Nintendo's first attempt at a movie in a long time, right? Yeah. Well, I guess I guess if you're not counting Pokemon, Detective Pikachu. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, I guess yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Um, with well, see, I I always but think that wasn't of really this, Nintendo, right? Yeah, those yeah, are the Pokemon that, that's company. more Game Freak. That's yeah. uh, that's more, more right. Game Freak than anything else. So, but like, I mean, we had the '93 one, right? We had the the really old Super Mario Brothers movie that came out. I uh, whenever I that watched was. that recently, it's bad. It's uh. I can, I'm going to say this. You can bleep me out later. Uh, it, it's hornier than I remember it being. It's yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. That's a that's a picture. Um, anyway, go go watch it. It's probably available to streams. Actually, it's probably no. Not. It's not. It is not. You have to torrent it, or we had we actually had to find it on DVD at our half price books by us because Fantastic. it is not even available on Blu-ray, and I refuse to buy the laser disc. Yeah, no, you don't need that. You don't need that evil in your life. Uh, but anyway, so what what was everyone's hype levels for this movie, Dylan? Um, I was pretty excited. I'm a big Mario fan. Um, I've played all the major, well, a lot of the major games. Um, since the GameCube era, <laughs> right? But um, so you started with GameCube. I technically N64. Um, I went back and played some N64, but sure, GameCube is what I grew up with. That was like the last era that I kept up with sunshine was my first little, mario game i love sunshine but I, I played a little bit here and there afterwards but that was my last one that i really like was all about um i, I was the best mario kart too double dash oh double absolutely dashes. double dash yeah. is king of mario kart um i was i don't know i wasn't looking forward to it as much as dylan was um i am a mario fan but i'm an older school mario fan not so much with the anything we and onwards um, okay. And so I was expecting it to be a lot of that, like a lot of jokes that I wasn't going to get because it was referencing new characters, more modern or, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, okay. that's what I was expecting. I was, and and also like, actually, yeah, I, I was, I was just kind of mid. I'm, I just don't love animation, just in general. Um, so it takes a lot for me to get really excited about an animated film. But what about you, Hyde? I, uh, I'm always excited about animation. I, I. The household I'm living in is a big animation household. Mm-hmm. So, but for me, I it's a Mario movie. I've played a Mario game. 
if it's anything like that, I got what I wanted. Um, I was excited by the cast outside of Chris Pratt, who surprisingly did not annoy me as much as I thought it would. You know, same. He wasn't as obnoxious as I was expecting it to be. I was expecting uh, it to be just like a very cringy eye roll type like, of performance. Yeah, or something something very just like monotone. Because like that first trailer where they're like, Mushroom Kingdom, here we go. I'm like, oh, God. Right. all right, this is going to suck. Um, He was just, he just did a Brooklyn accent. Right. You know? and that, yeah, he did. He played it safe. Um, Anyway, so let's let's talk about, I guess let's talk about the cast. Um, yeah. So I, we, we talked about Chris Pratt. We covered him. Um, do you, do you have any standouts other than, um, I, I think Jack Black was great as Bowser. I think Jack Black was oh, like I my did. standout. He like, was he's the standout for the movie. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He knocked it out of the park. Uh, I, I thought I Charlie Day was good too. As, oh, Charlie Day was really good as Luigi. Luigi was barely in the movie, but when he was, I thought Charlie Day was doing a really good job. And I don't really weigh in on Chris Pratt, but like I was worried about it too, but I thought he did a good job also, which he was great in Lego and he's, I really like him in Guardians, So it's like not that surprising, but like he didn't blow me away, you know? Right. And um, Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong. That's no. the one I hated the most. I didn't like it. <laughs> okay. I didn't either, but I liked that Donkey Kong's laugh was just Seth Rogen's laugh. Oh my I God. That was kind of... <laughs> See, that... <laughs> like, are that you serious? Is threw me out of it the second he does his Seth Rogen laugh I'm like I'm like, done what? with him I was like what is this Donkey Kong was the weirdest addition to this movie um anyway um who <laughs> else well, we got we got we got cranky Dixie well yeah yeah yeah, yeah, the whole, yeah like yeah. I mean why like at, at that point Fred Armisen was good as cranky I thought I thought cranky was excellent uh, he was barely there yeah um King of Michael P. Toad was fine yeah I like Toad uh I don't I mean, want to be like a Mario purist or like you want to there's sound like, no like... Lo- there's no lore to like attached to, but I wish like Peach and Toad sounded like at least a little bit like made a little bit of an effort and Donkey like, Kong. Anya Taylor Joy really didn't like. I mean, she was fine. She was well, Anya yeah, Taylor she, Joy, she, right? She was doing. She wasn't doing a voice or anything. She was just herself. It sounded like. But yeah, you know, it's I. I think for for something like that because I. I don't believe she's done any other kind of voice work prior to this. Sure. Like it's, it's hard to kind of go from doing serious live action films like she's been doing or any other kind of films that she's been doing to turn around and go do a, a kind of goofy animated film like this. Sure. Especially when you're working with someone like Chris Pratt and Jack Black, who both have a lot of experience yeah. doing comedies and that kind of stuff. And on top of that animation, and then on top of that, you have to match Jack Black. That's almost next to do impossible. We, I'm, I'm curious. Do we know um, about the recording? I know most modern animated films are they're not acting with they each other. Together. I assume they weren't. Um, no, they weren't. Okay, they did it from home. <laughs> Incredible. I yeah. I but I mean, I would assume that they have reference like, references, or they can h- kind of hear how each other have done the other scenes because kind of like how we do the podcast. And sure. Now it's all through like zooms or different. Uh, uh, voice recording session right. studios that they do. Um, yeah, they do it for anime now too and all that. I feel like it's opened up a little bit of a discussion about like hiring voice actors versus hiring famous people, you know? Right. And I feel like it's like, it's not a blanket. Like it's like more nuanced than that. Like just hire the voice actors. Cause sometimes there is like a Robin Williams, you know, it's like someone who can just, of course, someone who's famous. I can do it. I mean, or Jack like, Black is a good example of that, right? Yeah. Like, Jack Black, yeah. Or even Chris, Chris Pat, I would say. So it's like, 
you have to pick and choose. So I don't really blame the actors because you hired Seth Rogen. He's going to be, you know, and Anya Taylor-Joy. <laughs> Clearly she can't do that peach voice. So it's like, it's not right. their fault. But like, I wish they had maybe like... I mean, they did have voice actors in this movie, but they were playing like, you know... His uncle. Right. Well, yeah. yeah. Uh, Charles Martinet was... Uh, this random guy right. in the pizza shop. Yeah. yeah, he did the voice though. He did the voice. Yeah. Um, we got John DiMaggio and Carlos Ellis Rocky, some people that do a lot of voiceover stuff. But um But let's... I think I think I think the discussion comes in because you had a I'm drawing a blank on her name for Tails and Sonic. They had her brought back to do that voice. And I guess it's a little bit different because she doesn't have this guttural ear blenching scream that Toad has. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it could have been like a toned down version of Toad, you know, like a little bit Toady. Like, you know, it wasn't like the, even like remotely the one, Toad. Like the one girl on TikTok. Yes. Oh, the, the drummer. She's great. Yeah. Um, but I, I uh, cast aside. I think I, I agree. I agree with you mostly, Dylan. That I think having voice actors is probably the better way to go. But you're going to sell less. Uh, well, I don't know. Will you, are you going to sell less tickets to the Super Mario Brothers movie if it doesn't have Anya Taylor Joy in it? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Like, if it just sounds cool and you have like a couple of name recognition, you're, you know, like. I feel like it just adds know, like a little bit of prestige if you like have clearly they spend, are spending money on people, you know, it's like, oh, they care about this project. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of one of those things like, how realistically, how much do we want to watch like Chris Pat just go, wahoo, it's a me? <laughs> Like I'm really glad that that's not movie. what I'm just really glad that that's not what this movie was. Yeah. Um. So this there there were so many Easter eggs. Uh, I want to say like um that I the thing I was most worried about is that it was going to be all modern Mario stuff, and it really wasn't. There was no, it lot. wasn't even all modern Nintendo stuff. No, there was all sorts of all over the board stuff, as well as stuff to please um the old heads like myself and I'm sure the young kids who've only played the switch, you know? Yeah. I, I thought this was awesome. I had a lot of fun. I'm, I don't think the movie was like the best movie I've ever seen, but like I had a really good time with it. I had a, I loved the opening sequence where they start platforming. I thought that was great. <laughs> I was like, Oh, was fantastic. Um, I like it when video game films are able to be self-referential and just be sort of play with it rather than try to be their own completely separate thing. I agree. I agree. Do it. I agree. And that includes would... Doom uh, when they go first person and he hits a jump pad. That's my favorite <laughs> like part. That? Yeah, I do. That movie's terrible, but hey, at least it went first person. I have up a quad damage. I have a little <laughs> bit of a different take on it. Okay. Um, I, okay. So I think I should preface by saying, I think being like, uber faithful is like the way to go financially this movie is like i think it had the biggest opening for an animated movie ever yes it beat out it beat out frozen 2 like it's undeniably like a huge hit you know yeah there will be um, more yeah and like last of us is the same way like extremely faithful but like i wish they'd taken a little bit more liberties with the story and i don't want to say so it, it's always tricky like dissecting a kid's movie because like it's <laughs> I, I agree it's with meant, you it's meant for children it's, but there it's a different are, audience right yeah but there are kids but it's all, movies it's, like the lego movie where they make it like right. engaging and interesting for adults too and i felt like a little bit like this one made no effort to do that it was a little bit I, like 
totally agree with you. There were parts Coco where Melon, you know, there were parts where I was bored. Um, and that shouldn't happen in a movie that's an hour and 32 minutes, you know, um, there were, there, or there's some like logical leaps or like, okay, cool. I guess we're just on this level now. Um, is it, but is it one of those things that is it because it's what, because that's how they wrote it? Or is it because Mario legitimately has no other plot outside the person X person got kidnapped to go save them? That's what I mean, I'm saying. They were, they were faithful to a fault. Like that kind of stuff does happen in the games and you just like, whatever, he's a cat now, you know, it's like, yeah, right. It, it's just whatever. So, but I wish they had like maybe tried to creatively tie things in a little bit. Like I was, I thought maybe they're going to do something when Peach is like, well, I'm just the only person. And I thought maybe we were going to like talk about what happened there and like, no, just the person. And then, you know, like maybe <laughs> right. explain some things, but um, the, the pace was like breakneck, like of music oh, video almost. Um, absolutely. Um, yeah. I think, so I think that's a detriment to like you and I, you know, uh, to us potentially, but like not to the target audience, which is, you're under 13s, right? Like that's yeah. They it's ate it got up. That big babysitter movie energy, like put it on, you know. Right. I, I mean, and it, like like Dylan said it is it is really hard to to grade a movie like that when everything else on my letterbox is like, you know, Terrifier 2 <laughs> and you know, whatever else I watched recently. Um Living with Chucky I mean, I don't know. I I'd almost put this under the same vein as like watching Fast Nine. Like you it, know what you're getting into when you're watching I, this. I agree with you. I agree with you. It is it is a hard. It's it's a it's a separate category of film critique. Like, can you give this a, a movie like this five stars because it it like it it achieved what it needed to? Right. It was a success. But but like Dylan was saying, you can you can then you compare it with a movie like the Lego movie, which is an unfair comparison because that movie was tremendous um, from by all measures, you know, like it was way better than it needed to be, took risks. And was able to please children and adults equally. Um, But in the same like in the same vein, almost every Pixar movie and like Studio Ghibli movie. Like they also achieved that. This is like is this true. is the outlier to me. Like the well, this is illumination, dude. I made no I will, effort. I will make I will make a counter argument to that. I think Barbie's gonna do the exact opposite, where it'll cater towards oh, the adults and not to absolutely. The kids. That's because for me. I, it's Greta Gerwig. It's for adults. I but once again, but how are are you going <laughs> to critique it the same way? Kind of thing. Like yeah, um. Yeah, I think so. And but I, as a side note, there was a Barbie trailer before my Mario screening and i thought it was very weird <laughs> because i don't f- think of this barbie movie as a kids movie especially with the multiple sex jokes in the trailer but boy they were in there before this mario film um we'll beat and the, you off we, we can beat you off whenever you want well you want to beat <laughs> you want to beat him off too or you know uh, anyway, i don't know what fantastic. you're talking about that that bowser ballad is very sexual <laughs> peaches 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 I, look i i love that I I love Jack Black. I think he absolutely killed it. And I would I would be I'm going to go out on a limb and say without Jack Black in that role the movie would be significantly less enjoyable. 100%. I would 100% I, agree I, with you on that. I think yeah. I think he made the movie. Everything else was fine. Jack Black as Bowser is tremendous. And just how they animate it. I, I I'll give it this though. Like it's illumination. It looked, it looked good. 
It's yeah. fantastic and animated. And it um, didn't look like every other Illumination movie, which is nice. Yeah, it's it did. I I was waiting for a minion to show up, but it didn't happen. <laughs> but you know, well, you had toads. That's yeah. true. <laughs> I'm toad. <laughs> but oh, I I agree. I think it looked like I have no notes. It looked perfect. Like exactly what, like a slight update of the video games, but you know, a, still... a really expensive, if, if, if the Mario games were on, um, a platform. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. I wish. Um, yeah, that was the best part of the movie to me was the animation style. Like they Absolutely. made it, it was like faithful and like, it didn't need any huge changes, you know, looking at you, Sonic. Um, yikes. Gotta <laughs> fix fast. Um, but yeah, I just want to say what I was talking about with the kids thing before is not like necessarily a complaint. It's just like because I think they achieved what they wanted to. It's not a complaint on the quality of the movie. It's just like my enjoyment. You know what I mean? But um, I get that. My, like other than it being too faithful, the my only like major complaint with this movie is like <sighs> it almost felt like people cosplaying the characters, and I know there's not to, a lot to go on with the like source material because there's almost like no lore or anything right but like the personification of them wasn't always didn't always hit for me like if peach didn't look like that it wouldn't be peach you know what i mean she's supposed to be like hyper feminine and cute and like hitting people with frying pans like i feel like that would have been like a cool approach like and she did the dress once she blows someone up but it's like did i do that you know like that kind of like stupid attitude she has in the games yeah but it was more like I don't know. I don't know who she was playing. Like the 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 lady in like a movie. Something wild. Oh, wild know. style. Wild style. Yeah, wild style. she was just that. Like every um like femme fatale, which was kind of boring to me, but I agree. It's yeah, like I said, it's hard to criticize a movie for toddlers. She didn't right. act more I like mean, Daisy. I will give hey, you that. Hey, look, we did we did that when we reviewed Teen Titans Go. We did oh. crit- criticize the movie for toddlers. That was way worse. It's <laughs> yeah. Hard had to bring it back okay um but <laughs> no i i think I, i'm with dylan i think some of the characterizations were pretty poor um or or at least peach specifically but i on the whole i really enjoyed it i didn't like i see all i'm seeing all these posts um online five out of five ten out of ten I'm, I'm, that's not me it can't be me it couldn't be me um but i did enjoy it and i will watch it again it was fun. Uh, yeah. Looking looking back at my recent letterbox stuff, like I would watch this before I watched Shazam. I'd watch the Mario oh. movie five times in a row before I watched Shazam two again. You know, same honestly, Quantumania also. Like, and I like Quantumania. Just looking at recent movies that I've watched. Well, because watch it's Mario like putting again. on a music video, you know, it's like I don't know. Right. Like I said, like it's Coco Melon, but it's a really I, I good say- it's a really good laundry movie. Yeah, the, I will say that was the biggest jar for me was when they started doing I Need a Hero and Take Ugh. On Me oh, in the, the middle music. of the movie. And I was just like, why? The music was really weird, right? Yeah. Like, it, like the it. actual, the, I like oh, the oh, score. The, the score was awesome. All the cool yes. musical throwbacks. All, all, dude, I, look, we can go we could go nuts with all the Easter eggs, but um, the scores were great. Luigi's ringtone is the GameCube boot up. I love that. Yep. That's incredible. Um, I, I will say I'm on the flip side from from both y'all. I liked the way they did Peach in this movie because for me, Peach has always been the the oh she's in the castle, go get her. 
So okay. I oh, like the you. more the more take charge Peach, and that she can be more competent than Mario. She's been that for a adds... while though in the games. So I, I did. It was a little bit like who's gonna marry Peach was the plot of the movie, you know, and like in Odyssey, she said no to Bowser and Mario, you know. That's like, that's true. She's been that for the a real, while. The the real love interest is Pauline, but um. <laughs> Always oh, a contrarian. Um, <laughs> I don't care. I'm not a Mario <laughs> Peach shipper. You're not going to catch me like defending this relationship. Um, actually, <laughs> yeah. Where was Wario? Uh, he's it's Pedro Pascal in the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> Sign me up. It it's it's Pedro. Actually, you know what? It's going to be Pedro Pascal and John Leguizamo as Waluigi. <laughs> <laughs> he's not coming back. <laughs> Just offer um, him the role and see what happens. So, what else right, is he let's, doing? The Daily let's, Show, right? Let's let's rate this thing. Um, so, let's finish on a higher the higher note. Um, I'll go first. Um, I gave it a three, which is to me the best that I think this movie could have been, unless they like achieved like true greatness, like the Lego Movie, which would have been four and a half for a kids yeah. movie. So I'm giving this a three, uh, but that's a, a strong three. Okay. I gave Shazam a two. All right. Can, can, can you go back and look at what I gave Detective Pikachu? Oh my God. Um, yes. Give me a moment. <laughs> can you go back five years? Oh. Uh, <laughs> I didn't actually think you have it. Don't go back. I know. I do. I do. I have it. I'll do, I'll do mine while you're doing that. Um, I gave it a three. Talk for well. a long time, Dylan. Yeah. I gave it a, th- a three as well. And all three of those stars are for the animation because I feel like it's perfect. Like this movie's worth rewatching just to look at it again. You could watch it on mute and have a really good experience too. I absolutely um, agree. The, well, no, because no. you need you need to hear Jack Black. You can't watch it completely on mute. Yeah, I guess you're right. Oh. But but yeah, like I said, um, the the missing stars are for the voice acting and the story, which, like I said, it's hard to it's hard to critique it when it's for toddlers. But um, I wish it had made like a little bit more of an effort to be for adults as well but i recognize that everything's for me and that's okay it was still a really good movie hi do you gave detective pikachu an eight out of ten okay that's on the old scale i I call that i call that a four i call that a four too okay so i'm gonna give it a three as well um so animation's great voice acting outside of jack black could have used some work um i want a luigi's mansion movie after this i don't care about anything else mario ever does i don't want a donkey kong movie after this either um <laughs> my the missing stars are because there was only one power star in the entire Mario world. Right? They're, oh, they're, they're also, uncommon here. Also, the, the star from Mario Galaxy was way too much. I liked it. I thought it was funny. It if but, they didn't put it in the trailers, that's I would have been fine with it. I but also over, I think it overdid it. Like like Dylan said this when the Mario uh, trailer first came out. I wish they hadn't put Mario Kart in the trailer. Yes, I also agree. I, that would have been, been such a cool, moment. like, oh my god, they're doing it. Oh, so but, I, I was assuming they were going to like do a golf or a tennis or something later. I I loved that they brought King Bomb in and and King Boo just to kill Bomb. Right. Um. Yeah. Oh wait, the post credits. Yes, let's talk about it. So I think uh that was awesome um so well there was two there was the mid credits which was what again i've already jack black singing jack black singing singing, but he was tiny but then we get the big reveal (laughs) 
Yoshi. That everyone's gonna walk the dinosaur. Yes, Yoshi. Uh, we get a we get a little egg in the sewer or wherever it was, and you hear the Yoshi. <laughs> um, Which, and that was exciting. Talk I about post credits that, that won't go anywhere. <laughs> why wouldn't it? I don't know. I feel like they'll do something else before they get to Yoshi. Like, what do you? Oh no way! Happen? Yoshi's showing up in the next one. Absolutely has to. Confirmed. It's a lock. So, so what? It, oh, this is what it is. It's Wario and Waluigi are animal hunters after Yoshi. I wrote the sequel. <laughs> as long as Birdo's in there too, and Daisy. Um, no, but they're definitely going to follow up on Yoshi. I, I've never been sure that we'll have to. I don't want to say endure, but see one of these every few years until we're dead, you know, like these are, this is so successful that they're just going to keep doing it and doing it and doing it, which it's fine with me. I just hope they update a little bit. So here's my question. Does this open the door for Nintendo to license out their other properties to illumination to do animated? Do Absolutely. are we going to see legend of Zelda? This, this legend was a of Zelda huge, yes, this was a huge Kid success. Icarus. Um, good luck on that kid Icarus, but um, <sighs> Zelda. Sure. I, I, yeah, this was a huge success. Nintendo has got to be thrilled. So I would think the next one is going to be somewhere still in the Mario world. Yeah, of course. But I think it definitely opens the door for like Zelda and like maybe Metroid and stuff like that. I don't know. So, but now here's my next question. Would you be upset if it's only Illumination doing them going forward because of the success they had? Or would you rather see him take those properties and uh, to other people and arm them up to other people? Um, well, they're one. It's one animation studio, and they can only do a movie every few years, you know. So, they can't if they, they want to get out. that dynasty, that animation dynasty going. They gotta. They I mean, gotta yeah, get some they, other studios. I because you know, as much as you talk about Despicable Me and Minions and all that other stuff, outside of DreamWorks, I think they're the next. Like, I really enjoyed Sing One and Two, and I think their animations, even in Minions and Despicable Me, have been excellent. Those movies I are liked, definitely made. I for liked kids. the trailer that we got for that duck movie that they got coming out. That, 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 oh, that the migration cute. one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I that mean, looks fun. Like, I, I think, you know, we're at an era where Disney has kind of stopped focusing as much on the animation side of things as you see where they're, we're, we're going to reboot Moana in live action. Uh, right. That it's nice to see. I, even DreamWorks is doing it with How to Train Your Dragon, but it's nice to see there's places for animation to go. I mean, sure. Disney still does it every Thanksgiving. It's always a movie, you know. That's that's true, but you you they they don't have those pushes, you know. Well, it, Strange World just kind of flopped, but well, but it's it's back to the, that Treasure Planet and Atlantis era of Disney where they're not pushing their animation stuff as much anymore. I think that's only since the pandemic, in my opinion. But I don't know. I I mean, I guess we'll we'll have to wait and see, but um. I would recommend everybody go out and see this if you can in the theater. I saw it in Dolby and that was that definitely helped it. Um, see it on a big screen if you can. And having kids laughing made a lot of sense. It was it it made the environment good. Yeah, there so, was a kid losing their mind in my <laughs> in my screening. That's perfect. That's what you want. I yeah. I had the opposite. I had uh, a bunch of thirty year olds in my screening. <laughs> hey, you know what? <laughs> so I didn't. We all got to see movies too. Hide the the joy of child wonder. <laughs> on this one i got I the see. oh look at the look at the pikmin reference <laughs> oh god <laughs> sick pikmin reference bro um but anyway that's gonna do it for us this week thank you all so much for downloading us really appreciate all the support bye everyone this is dylan and this is Hyde. and i'm michael we'll see you next time thanks for sticking around for the mid credits we can tell you've been trained well 
if you want to help us out, please go over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It'll really help new people find the show, and it will help us to get Rotten Tomatoes verified so we can start affecting those rankings. Then, check out our socials. We're BRC Uncanny on Twitter, Uncanny Universe on Facebook and Instagram. We'll see you online.